in the presence of God. Okay, we are. I told you from the start of the year we are in the book of Revelation, and we are going to continue with the book of Revelation. Hallelujah! Last Friday, last Friday, we exposed the the Babylonian spirit, which is the mother of all harlots. Okay, Hallelujah! And um, even as we go ahead, and even as your spirit receives what God is speaking through the Scripture, you are being equipped. You are being equipped as a warrior to come against those principalities. that the church that the, the holy spirit is preparing the church to fight against okay so i am going to continue with the mystery babylon because it's a vast topic i am going to continue with the mystery babylon the reason why she is called the mother of all harlots is because she is a seductive sexual predator yes she is a seductive sexual predator who is bringing the people the nations the kings to commit spiritual fornication and i told you how how is she making people commit spiritual fornication by selling her merchandise okay giving her merchandise and making them rich and i told you about the construction of the tower of babel now babylon is sitting on a platform called the beast i told you what is the beast if you were there in the previous uh, sessions on the beast on the platform of the beast they are creating a tower whose heights reaches to the top of heaven to dethrone god that tower the construction of the tower is by bringing the nations under her spell by committing spiritual by making people commit spiritual fornication with her second is what uh, halford was saying she is drinking the blood of the saints means anyone who rises up against her uh she would persecute and she would be against them okay these are the two ways of constructing by by these two ways of construction she is building the tower uh the system and trying to dethrone god but she, her end is written so she is not going to prosper as in the book of genesis uh the tower of babel could not be completed god had to god came down and caused confusion okay hallelujah and they were all confused the language was confused so the construction ceased and the work was incomplete so it will be babylon will never prosper because there are ancient decrees released by god over babylon that babylon will not come into completion or babylon will not come into established establishment so in our time and age this babylon is referred to that mother of all harlots who is making people commit spiritual fornication with her okay but her reign is for a time and season she is going to fall and great will be her fall why not because we are praying yeah because we are praying and that is a medium of bringing what god has released in the ancient times by his prophets in the old in the old testament are we together okay so revelation chapter number 18 revelation chapter number 18 <coughs> verse number 23 revelation chapter number 18 verse number 23 the light of a lamp shall not shine in you any more and the voice of bridegroom and bride shall not be heard in you any more 
for your merchants were the great men of the earth for your by your sorcery all the nations were deceived now the tool that she uses is sorcery underline that we are going to ponder upon that uh, for a, for some time sorcery is the tool that babylon is using to deceive the nations of the earth to deceive all the people okay hallelujah okay so before going into that one i want to take you to few verses about babylon that is similar to what god is speaking about her in revelation chapter 17 and 18 turn with me to isaiah chapter 47 so we we are going to stay on isaiah and read some scriptures and come back here again isaiah chapter number 47 and verse number <clears throat> isaiah 47 verse Five and seven. Isaiah forty-seven, verse five and seven. Sit in silence, go into darkness, O daughter of the Chaldeans, for you shall no longer be called the lady, the lady of of kingdoms. You see the mother harlot. Okay. so she was not the lady here in revelation she was already a lady a harlot in the spirit who was in the ancient time the ancient babylon was also operating in the same way okay same as i told you babylon did not came into existence in the book of second kings okay when babylon captured jerusalem and juda not at that time babylon was a ancient system a ancient city which was called by other names in ancient times it was it was called by the name babel and nimrod was the king in the book of genesis then before that it was called by the name tyre in ezekiel chapter 26 so babylon existed but by different names and here is isaiah saying the same things that john the apostle is writing in the book of revelation he is saying for you shall no longer be called the what the lady the lady of kingdoms verse number 6 i was angry with my people i have profaned my inheritance and given them into your hand you showed them no mercy on the elderly you laid your yoke very heavily god is talking about he leading the people of israel captive in the hands of babylon because they had sinned against god okay then and you said i shall be a lady forever so that you did not take these things to heart nor remember the late latter end of them you see that okay now let's go to verse number 8 therefore hear this now you who are given to pleasures who dwell securely who say in your heart i am and there is no one else besides me what kind of words are this these are the words of lucifer okay this these are the this is the nature of lucifer who is the king of babylon as per isaiah the king of ba- babylon is lucifer where he mentions in isaiah chapter number 14 that ba- lucifer or morning star it is referring to the king of babylon okay listen to me he, she is saying i am there is no one else besides me i shall not sit as a widow nor shall i know the loss of children but these two things shall come to you in a moment in one day the loss of children and widowhood they shall come upon you in their fullness because of the multitude of your what sorceries for the great abundance sorceries 
विच क्राफ्ट वर्स नंबर टेन फॉर यू हैव ट्रस्टेड इन योर विकेडनेस यू हैव सेड नो वन सीज मी योर विजडम एंड योर नॉलेज हैव रैप्ड यू एंड यू हैव सेड इन योर हार्ट आई एम एंड देर इज नो वन एल्स बिसाइड्स मी ओके हाल लुया नाउ लेट सी वॉट रेवलेशन सीज रेवलेशन चैप्टर नंबर एटीन कीपिंग द स्क्रिप्चर इन माइंड रेवलेशन चैप्टर नंबर एटीन वर्स नंबर सेवन इन द मेजर दैट शी ग्लोरिफाइड हर सेल्फ एंड लिव लग्जूरियसली इन द सेम मेजर गिव हर टॉर्मेंट एंड सोरो फॉर शी सेज इन हर हार्ट आई सिट एज क्वीन एंड आई एम नो विडो and will not see sorrow the same things in revelation john is mentioning what isaiah prophesied about babylon the lady of kingdoms and she is a proud lady she says that there is no one beautiful there is no one powerful than me i will not have widowhood i am a queen the same things are there in the book of revelation chapter number 18 and also some of those things are there in chapter number uh, 17 you got to realize that babylon considers herself as a queen and the, there is a great pride in babylon that she presumes that no one can make her fall or no no one can defeat her okay stay with me we are going to some scriptures first isaiah chapter 47 the same chapter verse number isaiah chapter 47 verse number 12 to 15 12 to 15 Remember what she is using. She is using sorcery to deceive the nations. So let's go to verse number twelve. Stand now with your enhanced enchantments and the multitudes, multitude of your sorceries, in which you have laboured from your youth. Perhaps you will be able to profit. Perhaps you will prevail. God is taunting her now. God is using proverbs against her. and saying that you stand in your enchantments what are enchantments enchantment enchantments are spells that are used in sorcery we'll come to that i will explain you that enchantments and sorceries are the same work it it comes under the office of a occultic uh practice called sorcery god is saying okay you stand you stand in your en- enchantments and and your sorceries because this is what you have done from your youth okay from the beginning you had been practicing sorcery 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 and by the tool of sorcery you are deceiving the nations and bringing them to commit fornication with you it's sorcery that is making it happen okay verse number 13 you are wearied in the multitude of your councils let now the astrologers the stargazers and the monthly prognosticators who are there with her astrologers stargazers now when isaiah is prophesying he is also prophesying in context to what is having what is happening in babylon babylon which is ruled by nebuchadnezzar remember whenever nebuchadnezzar wants to interpret a dream he will not go to daniel he will go to who magicians sorcerers astrologers soothsayers and when they are not able to do that work he will then come to daniel that is what happened in chapter 2 in chapter 4 again he had a dream 
Now he knows that these people are not going to let me know the dream. But still the Bible says the first person he went to were astrologers, sorcerers, soothsayers, so on and so forth. And then when they were not able to do it, then he went to Daniel. So Nebuchadnezzar's first preference was these sorcery people, were astrologers, stargazers. Okay, are you with me? Listen to me. It is saying you were wearied in the multitude of your councils. Babylon, the wisdom of Babylon is the, who are they? Who, they are the astrologers. They are the stargazers. They are the monthly prognosticators. What is monthly prognosticator? Monthly prognosticator is giving a monthly prediction. You know, monthly prediction. Ah, hallelujah. Ah, 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 ah. Monthly prediction like, like you see happening around in, even in Christianity. They give monthly prediction. The month of February is the month of victory. The month of March is the month of blessing. The month of April is the month of this. The month of June is the month of that. You will not see me doing that because that, that idea of giving a monthly prediction that your month be, will be like that has not, not come from the Holy Spirit, but it has come from Babylon. Okay? Hallelujah. I know people like to listen that, but I don't do that because, because everyone in the body of Christ are at different levels of faith. Everyone in the body of Christ, if, if I say month of February is a month of victory, it will not be victory for all of you. I cannot declare like that. Okay, even when I give the new year word, I don't proclaim the year as this or that. You have seen it. Because I know and as per my evaluation, all those things that we do in the church has not come from the Holy Spirit, has come from the practices of Babylon. Okay. And we are slowly, slowly, slowly tonight going there towards, towards that, uh, that uh, revelation that Babylon is able to rule over the nation because the church has given her the permission. You know that? Why is Babylon so powerful? Because who has done it? The church. The church has mixed itself with Babylon. We will come to that. But let me not move onto that now but you have to understand who are there in Babylon you are wearied in the multitude of your councils let now the astrologer the stargazers and monthly prognosticators so she will have every month predictors predictions being made for the coming month stand up and save you for what shall come upon you so so God is taunting her or God is using proverbs against her you know you depend on your astrologers you depend on your monthly prognosticators. So now when calamity is coming on you, let them save you. Their predictions will not save you. Hallelujah, because your end is evident. Behold, they shall be as stubble. The fire shall burn them. They shall not deliver themselves from the power of the flame. It shall not be a coal to be warmed by, nor a fire to sit before. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thus shall they be to you with whom you have labored. With whom she is working? Your merchants from your youth. Who are the merchants? Who are the merchants of Babylon? In verse number 13, they are the sorcerers. They are the astrologers. They are the monthly prognosticators. They are the stargazers. They are the soothsayers. These are the merchants of Babylon. Okay. 
those in revelation chapter number 18 and 17 who are getting rich by her who are the merchants they are agents of sorcery and you know what many of them are so called christians the merchants there are christians in the merchants also many of them are also pastors who are leading churches among the merchants of babylon are we together hallelujah so god is talking to her and telling babylon that you have labored with whom the merchants from your youth so this this is her nature in other words babylon from the time she was she came into existence what was her nature fornication sleeping with merchants sleeping with sorcerers and and doing laboring with her laboring with them laboring with them that was that was her nature from the beginning it says your merchants from your youth they shall wander each one to his quarter no one shall save you no sorcerer no stargazer no astrologer no monthly prognosticators will be able to what will be able to save you babylon for your end has come for your end has come are we together okay so coming back now to the book of revelation what did i tell you babylon is deceiving the nations by the tool called sorcery by the tool called sorcery okay remember what i told you she is a sexual predator and she is selling her franchise and merchandise the the products that she is selling everyone likes to buy it i told it in the last sermon everyone li- likes to buy those products if you get a franchise of the products of babylon you will be rich you don't even have to market or adverti- advertise it people will come and start buying your products because why it is happening why people are after this products because the products have a enchantment a spell over them that makes people to buy it are we together yes the products have an enchantment a spell that is automatically attracting people to buy her products and who are selling her products the merchants all over the nations they are selling the products i told you many of the big luxury luxurious band, brands the big brands you know where you get a watch not of not for 50 dollars or 100 dollars or not even for 250 dollars or 500 dollars or 1000 dollars you if you want to go and buy a watch from that company the watch will cost you around 500000 dollar if you want to buy a bag a handbag a grocery bag and uh, you 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 can buy that grocery bag at around 15 dollars 10 dollars but if you want to go to that kinds of luxury brands and buy the same bag you will get that bag for around uh, around 500000 dollars to 250000 dollars hallelujah there are luxury brands that give their tithes regularly to the kingdom of satan yes that tithes go to the kingdom of satan who is that that satan is babylon they give a part of their income to babylon but because why you know if you take the franchise for example what is common mcdonalds yeah you take the franchise of mcdonalds you have a you have a what you call land you build the infra- infrastructure as per the mcdonalds thing and you put the machines and the kitchen equipments and higher 
laborers hire employees and start the McDonald's the the income that you are getting you have to pay a part of royalty to the franchise to the main franchise so that is what the Bible is saying she is giving her, pro her, her, her products of merchandise okay and in turn they give her give her the royalty and they both live luxuriously who Babylon and the people who are connected with her okay I told you how they are taking the franchise if they want the franchise of Babylon and sell the products and become rich in return what they have to give to Babylon is more, something more than money it's their soul that they have to sell to Babylon they have to give it to the lady I told you from the scripture how when one sleeps with the harlot becomes one with the spirit of the harlot so these people have spiritually fornicated by taking luxury from Babylon and giving their souls to Babylon so in turn they are in bondage they are joined to the mother of harlots are we clear on that until now I'm just giving you a background so so because uh, for the benefit of the people who who don't know what happened last Friday okay let me go ahead where I was I told you the way she carries out the way she carries out this work of her to bringing to bring people and nations and people to spiritually fornicate with her selling her the products and people are buying and getting and getting rich how is that happening it's happening by a tool called sorcery by a tool called sorcery okay what is sorcery I have explained long time back when I spoke about Balaam when I spoke about Balaam I explained sorcery in that but in context to this let me explain sorcery in simple terms the first thing what sorcery is is sorcery is casting a spell that is a enchantment sorcery is casting a what spell or an enchant enchantment over an individual or a group of people or over even over a nation to manipulate them into the will of the caster and control them accordingly what did I say sorcery is casting a spell over an individual group of people or a nation to manipulate them into the will of the caster the one who is casting the spell and control them accordingly sorcery is what casting spell now don't quote me on this just to explain you sorcery is like the is similar to the apostolic office in God's kingdom like in God's kingdom there is the apostolic office the prophetic yeah the evangelism the pastoral the teaching ministry there are offices those offices are are not just ministry they are ranks in the spirit okay in which God ordains people and they work for the kingdom of God work for the gospel of Jesus Christ according in similarly similarly don't quote me on this I'm trying to explain to you what is sorcery sorcery is the is that office similar to the highest office in the demonic world okay where they cast spells okay where they cast spells and under sorcery a sorcerer will be also a diviner 
a sorcerer can also be a soothsayer these are different things but everything comes under sorcery okay diviner is someone who uses uh, who takes the helps of demonic spirits to give you a prediction of your future diviner is someone who uses the help of demonic spirits to give predi predictions over nations that this will what will happen hmm? that is a diviner that is kind of a prophetic office but a so sorcerer first of all he has the power if that sorcerer casts a spell over an individual that is spell is cursing if he curses an individual the individual will function according to that curse whatever he says will happen the power of the words of sorcerer that is what balaam was remember balaam in the book of numbers we will come to that come there what the the king wanted to hire balaam to do what to curse israel because the king knew that the bible says we know that balaam if you curse someone they remain cursed if you bless someone they remain blessed that is the power and the gift of a sorcerer spell enchantment are we together stay with me okay hallelujah so what i said this sorcerer who can cast a spell and that will work he can also be a diviner and predict the future that is that is what he can also do he can also be a soothsayer he can bring spirits inside of him and do soothsaying that is again talking things about the future okay why it is similar to the apostolic office because the one who is called in the apostolic office can function in all the gifts he can he can function in the prophetic gift he can function in the evangelism gift in the teaching gift in the pastoral gift so it's similar this demonic offices that uh, so that's why i use that to explain to you what is sorcery the first and foremost thing of a sorcerer is what casting a spell and when he cast a spell okay that person if there is a individual there can be a family on which he can cast a spell and that family will function according to the spell he casted upon them okay point number 2 point number 2 he does this activities this sorcery casting spells and all those things they do this activities in order to acquire mammon or wealth mammon or wealth no sorcery can happen without the involvement of money they need money the 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 reason why they will do things for you is because you are giving them a lot of mammon if you don't give them mammon they will kick you out of their house don't come to me i will not do anything for you they need money sorcery is very closely related to the love or the greed of money greed of mammon are we together okay point number 3 very important stay with me point number 3 remember we are talking about how babylon is deceiving the nations by sorcery so we are going to understand what is sorcery point, and i will come to the scriptures okay i will explain you from the scriptures also what i am saying point number 3 is they show themselves and want to be known as servants of god that was what that is what balaam was listen to me they are counterfeits they are counterfeits they are the fake servants of god so a sorcerer can be a pastor 
a sorcerer can be a apostle a sorcerer can be a prophet yes that is their ability the gift of sorcery they have can deceive people into considering that man or woman who is a sorcerer can deceive people to consider that personality as a servant of god that is a strong delusion and deception they carry over themselves are we together okay let me let us go ahead into the scriptures the first person i i am just going into those characters in the bible to explain you sorcery then i will come back to babylon how this tool has been used by babylon okay the first person we are going to look at to understand sorcery in detail is balaam so let's go to the book of jude the book of jude that is the second last book in the bible before revelation and verse 11 there is only one chapter so verse 11 book of jude verse number 11 turn with your, turn your bibles read with me woe to them for they have gone in the way of cain have run greedily in the error of belam for profit whom he is talking about he is talking about churches he is talking about believers he is talking about so called servants of god what are they doing okay leave cain aside that's not a topic otherwise it will have it will take much of a time but we have to spoke uh, we have to focus on the man of sorcery that is belam what is the what is what is the error of belam running greedily for profit yeah what running greedily for profit so the inspiration or the motivation that a sorcerer has to do sorcery is what the greed of money that is their motivation are we together hallelujah what is the motivation of a christian to work for god the motivation of a christian to work for god is what jesus did for that me what jesus did for me hallelujah i am not expecting anything because i know jesus has laid down his life he has done it all for me so i give my life back i will give my life to serve him expecting nothing because jesus that is the motivation of a radical believer but the motivation of a sorcerer is not jesus that pastor who is actually a sorcerer his motivation is not he is not serving god he is not becoming a pastor because uh, uh, considering that jesus gave his life for him so he got to give all his life expecting nothing but serving selflessly for god but that is not his motivation his motivation is mammon his motivation is what mammon that is the error of belam that is the spirit of belam now belam was in the old testament hmm in the time of joshua okay but this belam is also mentioned in the new testament why because that spirit of belam started to was already there and it transformed itself and also started to creep into it's it's a kind of a ancient spirit that is always there in the churches in the house of god trying to bring in babylon okay hallelujah are we together okay error of belam that is running greedily for money revelation chapter 2 verse 14 words in red okay carry a very good bible invest in a very good kjv or nkjv bible because you know the other day uh, in 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 india i preached from the hindi bible i am coming across so many scriptures in the hindi bible 
where the Hindi translation has eaten up words completely. And people who would read their Bible would never know God because so many words are missing. So always invest in the right translation, okay, which and also, also always in, invest in where the words are read and the words of Jesus are read and everything is there in the Bible. Okay, any which ways. Revelation chapter number 2 verse 14, the words are in red. That means Jesus is speaking. It's the, it's the testimony of Jesus, the words in red. But I have a few things against you because you have there those who hold the doctrine of Balaam. He's talking to the church of Pergamos and Jesus Christ is speaking to the church of Pergamos that there are those in your church what they hold to the doctrine of Balaam now the error of Balaam has transformed itself to a doctrine that is ruling the minds of people and people leaving the gospel are holding on to what the doctrine of Balaam then it then it goes on to say what what is the doctrine what does the doctrine includes who taught Balak to put a stumbling block before the children of Israel to eat things sacrificed to idols and to commit sexual immorality. Dangerous, dangerous, dangerous teaching, dangerous teaching. Listen to me. I was surfing through Instagram and one of the, one of the pastor who is recognized even in the US and in India, he's an Indian and uh, recognized worldwide. He, he posted pictures of his church and the the pictures he posted were signboards or you know uh, some some frames at the church rules of the church and what he wrote on the on the church was not a scripture he wrote that we will not speak evil of any religion here and we will not speak evil of any person here these are the two rules we follow in the church so he posted the pictures and he's posting on instagram we are good people we don't say anything bad about anyone now that may sound that may sound very good oh yeah 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 that, this is a very good thing we are doing socially we should do that and you know we should speak good about each other we should love each other we should kiss each other we should hug each other and do all sorts of lovely activities but it, it is sounding lovely but there is a deception hidden that means he is he is doing away with the doctrine of repentance in his church if you are not going to speak if you are only going to speak good things where how you will preach repentance because if you want to say this is sin you have to address evil things and expose it yes so are you understanding a sorcerer will not address sin as sin he will say it's okay to be sexually immoral we will not speak bad about those people it's okay to drink alcohol it's okay to eat things sacrificed to idols that is what is the, the jesus is saying that is what jesus is saying here the doctrine of balaam where they teach people to what commit sexual immorality it's okay brother it's okay god knows that we have sexual desires so it's okay if we sleep with two two or three girls it's okay hallelujah hallelujah i are we are we understanding are we understanding hallelujah we just have to maintain our status and be good to everyone hallelujah if if 
if you are good to everyone if in the world every person i meet has a good testimony about you then you are not on the path of god you are not on the path of god you cannot be good to everyone okay any which ways any which ways i am not going into that but that is that is the doctrine of sorcery where a pastor who in secret is a sorcerer he will never preach repentance which is the very foundation of our gospel yes the gospel that i preach the foundation of that gospel that i preach is repentance turning away from your sins and living a godly life living in the will of god living in holiness in consecration in sanctification and what that is what john preached his first message was was john the baptist who was supposed to reveal jesus to israel he what he preached the first message he preached repent for the kingdom of god is at hand when jesus went out in the book of matthews what he preached he did not say oh you are lovely people i have come to give my love to you he said repent for the kingdom of god is at hand didn't he preach repentance yes yes that is because that is the foundation of the gospel if i am just preaching healing oh god is a healer god will heal you i am an evangelist that has that is on the crusade stage and i am preaching god will heal you god will do this for you i am going to prophesy and things will happen in your life i am using the gifts blessing people people are getting testimonies breakthrough but if i don't preach repentance they are all going to hell with their breakthroughs with their healing all of them what am i doing hallelujah many evangelists are like that they don't preach the gospel they are social workers only using their gifts and benefiting people using their anointing yes they have become social workers don't they are not servants of god servants of god give service to people to give them or benefit them in the context of eternity not in the context of this world hallelujah but social activists social workers they give food to people they give money to people help people serve people in the in medicine serve people with treatment what are they doing they are making a uh, making giving them a better life on earth that will not lead them to heaven understand that understand that okay 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 i don't want to go and jump into those things let me come back to belam let me come back to belam Joshua chapter number 13 Joshua chapter number 13 and verse number 22 The children of Israel verse number 22 the children of Israel also killed with the sword Balaam the son of Beor the soothsayer among those who were killed by them so the end of balaam was by joshua and his army they killed balaam and the bible says balaam what not the servant of god the soothsayer because many in christianity consider balaam as a servant of god that is completely wrong balaam the soothsayer okay let's go to numbers chapter number 22 now let's go to numbers quickly chapter number 22 and verse let's read verse number 4 onwards okay verse number 4 so moab said to the elders of midian now this company will lick up everything around us as an ox ox licks up the grass of the field 
and Balak the son of Zippor was king of the Moabites at that time. Then he sent messengers to Balaam the son of Beor at Pithor, which is near the river in the land of the sons of his people, to call him, saying, Look, a people has come from Egypt. See, they cover the face of the earth and are settling next to me. Therefore, please come at once, curse this people for me, for they are too mighty for me. Perhaps I shall be able to defeat them and drive them out of the land. For I know that he whom you bless is blessed and he whom you curse is cursed. That is the gift Balaam carries. Whoever he blesses is blessed. Whoever he curses is cursed. But not so with the people who walk in the ways of God. He cannot open his mouth against them in Jesus name. We will see that. Okay. So the elders of Moab and the elders of Median departed with the diviner's fee. Underline that. Because I told you. He is not going to work without a fee. You have to, you have to pay him, pay him as charge. When you, when you go to, uh, when you go to some pastors, they have like you have menu card in the restaurant. If you want to eat chicken soup, it's five dollars. If you want to eat biryani, fifteen dollars. If you want to eat Chinese, eighteen dollars. They have a menu card. They will give to you their fees. If you want to sit with them for five minutes for standard counseling, this will be their charge. If you want them to connect with him anytime, there will be a very big charge. So there is a menu card diviners have. So what, what, what does the Bible? Diviners fee. He had a fee chart. Balaam had a what? Fee chart. So since... <laughs> okay, listen to me. Since the king wanted to have him come and curse a nation, he had a he had to pay him a fee according to his fee chart okay stay with me diviner's fee in their hand and they came to Balaam and spoke to him the words of Balak and he said to them lodge here tonight and I will bring back to you as the Lord speaks to me this sorcerer is acting a servant of God and claims to hear from God and yes he hears from God listen to me sorcerers can hear from demonic spirits and at the same time, they can also hear the word of the Lord. That is the, that is the oh, gift they carry that will, make, that, that will deceive you. How that happens, I don't have time. Go back to my sermons on the sorcery. Okay, So, listen to me. So, he said, Lodge here tonight, I will hear from the Lord and speak to you. Then God came to Balaam and said, Who are these men with you? So, Balaam said to God, Balak, the son of Zippor, king of Moab, has sent to me saying, uh, let's jump on to verse number 12 and God said to Balaam you shall not go with them you shall not curse the people for they are blessed they are blessed now listen to me you will think that Balaam is a servant of God and he is listening to God no 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 he is all the way wanting to work for the king at the money that he has given them but when God is speaking to this person Balaam the fear of God is gripping him and as if he wants to speak but, but God is shutting up his mouth God is not letting him curse shutting up his mouth in the, in the next chapters you will see that uh, oh, after this you will see that again um so let me let me read the scriptures verse number 13 verse number 13 so Balaam rose in the morning and said to the princes of Balak go back to your land for the Lord has refused to give me permission to go with you so go back go back I will not do what you are saying okay 
and the princes of Moab rose and went to Balak and said, Balaam refuses to come with us. Then Balak again sent princes more numerous and more honorable than they. And they came to Balaam and said to him, Thus says Balak the son of Zippor, Please let nothing hinder you for, from coming to me. For I will certainly honor you greatly and I will do whatever you say to me. Therefore, please come curse this people for me. Then Balaam answered and said to the servants of Balak, Though Balak were to give me the, his house full of silver and gold, I could not go beyond the word of the Lord my God to do less or more. Listen to this now. So again Balak sent people a message and told Balaam, Balaam, I am increasing my offer. You ask anything, I am ready to give it to you. What did Balaam say? Even if Balak gives me his house full of silver and gold, I will not go against the word of my Lord. He is an acting servant of God. Listen to the next verse. Verse 19. Now therefore, please, you also stay here tonight that I may know what more will the Lord say to me. Hallelujah. Okay. Okay, listen. Verse number 18, he says, I will not cross the word of the Lord. And in verse number 19, he crosses the word of the Lord. And say, okay, okay. Since your offer is very big, stay with me. Let me, say, let me see if God has changed his mind. And lets me go with you. You see the actor? He is an acting servant of God. Acting servant of God. Are you understanding that scripture? Here he is saying, here he is preaching on the pulpit. I don't have the love of money. He is preaching against the love of money. But in reality, he is doing things against his own words. Here he is saying, I will not cross the word of the Lord. I will not go with you. But yet, stay here for a while and let me see if God still allows me to go with you. That is a sorcerer who will show himself as a servant of God, who will show himself as a servant of God, yet he is filled and driven by the love of money, driven by the greed of mammon. Are you understanding people? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, that is what he is doing. That is what he is doing. And then he again goes to God and you know what he hears? You have to understand a principle which is in Psalms. God speaks once and we have to hear it twice. That means if God has told you, don't go with those people, he will not change his mind and tell you, okay, now you can go with those people. Hallelujah. The problem of believers are they cannot stay with the word of God. They cannot stay with the word of God. Hallelujah. They go to God and pray and God speaks to them. Don't marry that girl. Okay, I will not marry the girl. God has spoken to me. I will not marry. After one week, you again see her Instagram pictures and see how beautiful. God, can I marry her? Please, please, please. God has spoken to you. But again and again, your own desires take over the will of God. Are you understanding that? That is what is Balaam is doing. He is acting as a servant of God. I will, my Lord, my God. God is not his God. God is just speaking to him for the sake of the children of Israel. So that God is able to keep his mouth shut. And he, that he would not curse. You know why God is, God is speaking to him? Because Joshua and the people of Israel were walking in the ways of God. 
Yes, Joshua and the people of Israel were walking in the ways of God. That's why if you are walking in the ways of God and walking in his will, listening to him every day, walking in his word, every soothsayer or every sorcerer that tries to open their mouth against you, God will shut up their mouths. God will shut up their mouths. They cannot function against you. Though this man has deceived nations and casted spells over nations, but when it comes to you, you will look like a normal human being, but they cannot open their mouth against you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. People of God, the, one of the mark of the anointing over your life and because you are walking in the truth of God is people who are your enemies, when they will decide, oh, we will speak this against Mary, we will criticize her, we will put her down. But in reality, when Mary will go before them, they cannot speak. Oh, how are you? Okay. And when, when, when you leave, again, they, oh, we should have told her this. We should have told her that. That has happened with me. I know in the realm of the spirit how many are backbiting. But when I go before them, they will show as if they are the nicest person to me. Because when our presence makes their mouth shut, the presence of the Lord that we carry. Hallelujah. But when I go, again they will speak. Because I am not there. So, that is how it happens. Okay, any which ways. Are you understanding sorcery? Okay, it's always when the offer was increased. Oh, Balaam's heart started to pump vigorously. Oh, he is ready to give me everything. Let me, let me, let me see. God, should I go there? And you know what he heard? He heard from God, okay, go. But it was not God's will for him to go. You know the angel came to kill him, but the donkey spoke and all those things. I don't have time to go there. Mm, hallelujah. That's how people hear God. But the word they hear is a manipulation, which is not leading them in the paths of God. Yes, that's how, that's how people come and say, Oh, brother, you remember that girl God told me I'm not supposed to marry? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Brother, now God is telling me to marry that girl. Ah, huh? What? Yeah, God, is changed. God has changed his mind. I know what has happened to that guy. His desires have taken over his heart. Hallelujah. When you hear the expression of those words in Hebrew, where God said, okay, go. It's actually, God is saying, go whatever your mind is telling you to do, you do it. I am not in it. That is how God told him to go. Are we understanding people? Hallelujah. So a sorcerer, in certain circumstances, hallelujah, because, you know, there are many people who love Jesus wholeheartedly, come to a church, but they don't know that church has been led by a sorcerer, but they come to seek Jesus, they come to pray to Jesus, so looking at the hunger and the faithfulness of that person, God will use that sorcerer to, to, to bring a word to that person, because not because God is pleased with the man on the pulpit, but because God loves the person who has come in the church. That's how miracles also happen in those meetings. Are we understanding people? Hallelujah. Listen to me. Let's go to Acts chapter number 8. Acts chapter number 8. It's very necessary for un us to understand sorcery because that is what Babylon is using. Acts chapter number 8, Acts chapter number 8, verse number 9 to 12 first, 9 to 12. But there was a certain man called Simon who previously practiced sorcery in the city and astonished the people of Samaria, 
claiming that he was someone great to whom they all gave heed from the least to the greatest saying this man is the great power of god he was a sorcerer but what people talked about him he is a great man of god he is the great power of god again a sorcerer in in who is an impostor and portraying himself to be a servant of god and they heeded him because he had astonished them with his sorceries for a long time okay let's jump on to verse number 17 so this sorcerer got saved by the evangelism ministry of philip okay so he started to travel with the servants of god so they verse number 17 he was traveling now peter and john came there so he was uh you know staying with the servants of god looking at what they were doing and all those things verse number 17 then they laid hands on them and they received the holy spirit and when simon saw that through the laying on of the apostles hands the holy spirit was given he offered them money saying give me this power also that anyone who on whom i lay hands may receive the holy spirit but peter said to him your money perish with you because you thought that the gift of god could be purchased with money you have neither part nor portion in this matter for your heart is not right in the sight of god Amen. repent therefore see peter is addressing sin now he is speaking evil about evil so so that <laughs> repent therefore of this your wickedness and pray pray god if perhaps the thoughts of your heart may be forgiven you okay what he is trying to do is when he saw that the disciples are laying hands and holy spirit the gift of the holy spirit has been given to people he gave them money to ask for the same gift i want this gift in other words he was trying to become like the apostles but he was not and peter through his apostolic discernment discerned that this guy is a sorcerer he has bitterness he has all types of evil in his heart and peter said one word there he said you have no part with us simon no part in this ministry you are not called to call by god your heart is far away from god are we seeing a sorcerer sorcerer babylon is a sorcery is a sorcery system that will always try to come and collaborate with the servants of god okay are we together that is the one of the qualities of sorcerer they want to become and look like servants of jesus christ that is what simon simon was doing and what did he offer he offered money mammon because that is what happens with sorcery you give a lot of money and you purchase power hmm hallelujah that is what happens in a lot of church if you want to get a man's anointing go and sow a lot in his ministry then he will be he will release a anointing on you that is sorcery acts chapter number 16 let's go quickly acts chapter number 16 acts chapter number 16 verse number 16 to 19 now it happened as we went to prayer that a certain slave girl possessed with a spirit of divination what did i say divination sooth saying everything comes under sorcery okay divination met us who brought her masters much profit by porch, by fortune telling what is what is fortune telling fortune tell, telling is sooth saying sooth saying okay this girl followed paul and us and cried out saying these men these men are the servants of the most high god who proclaim us the way of salvation again 
she started to preach a message that is similar to the message of Paul. And what started to happen in that Ephesus in Ephesus is that because Paul did not rebuke her at the first time, Paul left her. So what started to happen is Paul is preaching Jesus, this girl is also preaching Jesus. So people are not, oh this girl, I think they are with, she is with Paul, they are of the same clan. So what sorcerers try to do is they try to strike the familiar points with the servants of God who are true servants of God and try to be like them, preaching the same messages, preaching the same things, becoming outwardly like them, but inwardly they are wolves. Are you understanding? Okay. But you know, verse 18 says, and this she did for many days. Did she, this she did for many days, but Paul greatly annoyed. He was annoyed that this girl is manipulating the gospel of Jesus. When she is carrying the spirits of divination. Yes, a person who is carrying a spirit of divination, spirit of sorcery, uh, can also preach the gospel. Can also preach the gospel. And Paul was annoyed looking at that. So he turned and said to the spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out of that very hour. Okay. Okay. Any which way. So after that happened, the profit that the masters used to make by her ceased the money stopped to come to them because the spirit has left. Okay, that is how it happens. Many servants of God, if they let go of the spirit of sorcery and repent of their sins and get back to Jesus, you know what will happen to them? They will lose all their money. That's why they don't want to repent. They are hesitant to repent. Because they don't want to lose that money. That money is keeping them in sorcery. The love of money is keeping them in sorcery. Are you understanding? Okay. So this is an explanation of the, of the things that I told you about sorcery from the scripture. That first of all, sorcery is casting a spell and the caster controls the people, individual nat uh, nations. So sorcery can be on national levels. Okay. And then I told you that it is done in order to acquire mammon and wealth. Third, I told you that they, they show themselves and imitate themselves as the servants of God. They show themselves as the servants of God. Okay, coming back to Babylon now. Now, since you understand sorcery now, what is Babylon using to deceive the tool of sorcery? Okay, now let's come back to Babylon. Stay with me, okay? Stay with me. It's very important. Babylon... Now we are on to the next phase. The first point I want to say about Babylon is Babylon will only find authority and deceive the nations by sorcery when the church is deceived and is sold out to Babylon. Because spiritually the church has the keys. The church has the keys. Okay, given by Jesus Christ to them. And the church has the power to prevail and to fight and to destroy the gates of Hades. The gates of Hades shall not prevail against the church. And thirdly, the church is given the responsibility to manifest and show forth the wisdom of God to principalities and to spiritual powers. So the church has the authority, the keys to keep principalities and spiritual powers under subjection to the feet of Christ and have the governance of the kingdom of God over the nations of the earth. So, 
if another system wants to rule the nations of the earth what the system has to do is first deceive this system who has the authority take that system under babylon and then when they lose the authority to babylon babylon starts to control the nations am i clear am i clear i okay i don't have time to go to scriptures let me show one of the scriptures to you Ephesians in the book of Ephesians let us turn there quickly Hallelujah Hallelujah Ephesians Okay chapter number 3 chapter number 3 verse number 10 To the intent that now the manifold wisdom of God might be made known by the church to the principalities and powers in the heavenly places that is what the church is doing manifesting revealing god the authority and the power of god to whom not to presidents but to principalities and powers in the heavenly places the church has the keys where jesus in matthew chapter 16 gave the keys to peter okay and uh, since he was he was beginning to have the revelation of christ and all those things not going into that but church has the keys so babylon will cannot go directly to rule the nations babylon has come to the church has to come to the church first to deceive the church enter the church and take over the church am i clear on that okay and after the church is deceived and the church is already deceived in our age then they will after that they can rule the nations by sorcery to rule the nations of by sorcery first they have to implant sorcery and deceive the church by sorcery and that's why sorcerers have entered they have become merchants to babylon pastors have become merchants to babylon okay this is the first point the second point is the body of christ has the spiritual authority to govern the nations okay so babylon will purchase the church and take over the church to rule to make herself the ruler of the nations that is what i told the second point and the third one is the church in the end times will be divided into two separate separate bodies or systems what are the two separate bodies a body of christ which is ruled and governed by jesus christ the holy spirit the father and secondly the body of christ or the church that is governed by babylon babylon is making them function there comes the mixing of the church with the state with the also the government listen to me okay two types of church two parts of church the church there will be a division in the church the body of christ one will be the church ruled by jesus christ governed by jesus christ that is called the remnant the remnant body okay the remnant body or the end time church the second part of the church will be ruled by the harlot by babylon babylon is controlling it's the it's not a church it's not a house of god but the but a house of sorcery house of money makers remember jesus he went into the temple what they were doing they were selling doves exchanging money and he took a whip and drove them all and told you have made my father's house a marketplace a den of thieves when it is supposed to be a house of prayer so jesus was eradicating babylon from the house of god that was babylon in the house of god in the temple of god are we understanding people okay listen to me 
second kings chapter number 20 how did babylon enter the church how did babylon enter the church i think i will there is a lot to cover but i will end on second kings tonight because some of you are receiving but some of you have lost appetite now second kings chapter number 20 okay let's go there quickly second kings chapter number 20 now listen to me listen to me how did babylon enter the church how did babylon enter israel in, enter judah okay hallelujah babylon was not a superpower when hezekiah was ruling okay the superpower were the assyrians who came against israel but god defeated them god killed the king sennacherib okay so is no one could come against israel so babylon was not at all there at that time babylon came into power when king hezekiah gave him entry into the house of god are you are you understanding that is what your bible says when king hezekiah gave babylon Merod, what berodak beladan entrance into the house of god okay let me come here second kings chapter number 20 2nd Kings chapter number 20 hallelujah are you there people of God remove your mute and say amen hallelujah okay 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 listen to me 2nd Kings chapter number 20 let me read in those days Hezekiah was sick and near death and Isaiah the prophet the son of Amos went to him and said to him thus says the Lord Set your house in order, for you shall die and not live. First of all, Hezekiah was a prayer, praying king, and by his prayer, he had saved Israel. Because he did not fight with his own strength, with his own mind, he went to God in prayer when Sennacherib threatened him. He was a good king, but there was an area in his life where he was sinning. Because, first of all, you have to consider that the first verse says, that the judgment of death over Hezekiah was not from the devil, but it was from God. Isaiah came and told Hezekiah that set your house in order for you are going to die. This is what the Lord is talking. You, there are judgments from the, there are atta attacks from the devil, there are judgments from the Lord. You have to understand that sometimes a person is on the deathbed, but it's not God's will for that person to die. It's an attack over his life. It's, it's not the judgment of God. It is the attack of the enemy. In the realm of God and the plan of God, the person is supposed to live longer and do a lot of things for God and minister to God. But the devil has manipulated through sorcery something in his life that is causing him to die now. Are you understanding? But in, in the case of Hezekiah, the devil is not doing anything. It is the judgment of God. God told him you will die. This is the first point I want to make about Hezekiah. That why Hezekiah was sick was because he was in error in some area of his life. Okay, I will come to that. Listen to me. Then verse number 2 say, says, Then he turned his face toward the wall and prayed to the Lord saying, Remember now, O Lord, I pray, how I walked before you in truth and with a loyal heart and have done what was good in your sight. And Hezekiah wept bitterly. The reason why God changed his mind because he prayed a prayer that came out of a humble heart where he bowed down before God. The Bible says that as soon as he heard 
the decree of God that he will die. He did not crib and complain. Oh God, I did so much for you. Why you are doing this to me? But he turned his face to the wall and humbled himself and said, Lord, remember, please, may you change your mind. So that prayer of repentance changed God's mind. And the Bible says it, and it happened before Isaiah had gone out in the, out in the middle court that the word of the Lord came to him saying, Return and tell Hezekiah, the leader of my people. Thus says the Lord, the God of David, your father, I have heard your prayer. I have seen your tears. Surely I will heal you. On the third day, you shall go up to the house of the Lord. That means the sickness that Hezekiah was having, with that sickness, he was not allowed to go to the house of the Lord. Okay, the sickness to the sickness is not mentioned, but we can detect that sickness. What kind of sickness it was? It was leprosy. I don't have time to take you to scriptures, but remember King Uzziah? He became very proud. He wanted also to do the work of the priest. And in the temple, when he was rebelling against the authority of the priest and God, leprosy came upon him and he was taken out of the temple, not allowed to come in the temple with leprosy. Remember Miriam, who started to accuse Moses along with Aaron? Okay, hallelujah. What happened to her? Because she went against the servant of the Lord, leprosy came upon her. What did Moses do? Took her out of the camp of the Lord. So Hezekiah with the sickness was not allowed to enter the temple because he had leprosy. He had leprosy that comes upon people when people break some laws or you know sin against the Lord so he was leprous but God changed his mind I don't have time to take you into the prayer of Hezekiah how powerful it was but Hezekiah if one thing he was good at he was good at praying he knew the oracles of prayer he knew the revelations of prayer he knew how to how to set his heart right with God and how to how to pray with a good heart so that God listens to him so I don't have time to go there okay but because of the prayer, God changed his mind. But the sickness that he was having, he was going to die because he was leprous. He was leprous. Okay. And I will add to you. Okay. Let, let us skip that. All those things. He, God added 15 years to his life. And verse number seven say, says, then Isaiah said, take a lump of figs so that, so they took and laid it on the boil and he recovered. You know, he was having those lumps as in leprosy. So he was leprous that is what i want to consider through the scripture okay so any which ways let us go now to the verse number 12 verse number 12 why he was sick why god proclaimed a death decree on him it's in verse number 12 at that time berodak baladan the son of baladan king of babylon sent letters and a present to hezekiah for he heard that hezekiah had been sick. Hezekiah was fellowshipping with a person whom God did not want him to fellowship with. He was building up contacts with Babylon. He was making friendship with Babylon. What is happening here? Berodak Beladan is sending him gifts and letters. So there were transactions between Babylon and Judah, Hezekiah, which God did not want it to happen because they were not from God. Okay, how does that, how does that, uh, how is that established what I am saying? Let's go to verse number, let's go to verse number 14, 14. 
So what happened is verse number 13. Let's go to verse number 13. And Hezekiah was attentive to them and showed them all the house of his treasures, the silver and gold, the spices and precious ointment and all his armory, all that was found among his treasures. There was nothing in his house or in all his dominion that Hezekiah did not show them. Verse number 14. Then Isaiah the prophet went to King Hezekiah and said to him, What did this man say? And from where did they come to you? Hezekiah showed everything, everything to the Babylonian people who came to him. Everything, everything. He disclosed everything. And when Isaiah came to Hezekiah with the word of the Lord, what he said? Who were these people? From where did they come? What did you show to them? That means as per God, he has no connection with those people. When God is saying, when I don't have any connection with those people of Babylon, why you are showing those people everything? Are you understanding? Okay. So God did not want him to connect to Babylon. And after God healed him, he carried out his sin of continuing to build relationship with Babylon. With Babylon. Then what happened after that? And he said, verse number 15, What have they seen in your house? So Hezekiah answered, They have seen all that is in my house. There is nothing among my treasures that I have not shown them. Then Isaiah said to Hezekiah, Hear the word of the Lord. Behold, the days are coming when, when all that is in your house and what your fathers have accumulated until this day shall be carried to Babylon. Nothing shall be left, says the Lord. Since you have become friends with them, who are they? Sorcerers. Who are they? Soothsayers. Since you have collaborated with them, you have become friends with them, they will take over your house, they will take over the temple, they will take over my church, my house and take everything from the house of God. This is how Babylon has creeped into the church. Leaders like Hezekiah have become friends with the sorcerers who are the agents of Babylon and the church mixed with Babylon gave them access to the pulpit, gave them access to the congregation, gave them access to the treasury box of the Lord's house and they came and took over it and placed their system on it. The church that has become Babylon, the Babylonian church. Hallelujah. How many of you are understanding? How many of you, of you agree with me what is happening? The Babylon has creeped. The leaders of the church have collaborated with sorcerers and showed them everything, given them pulpit, given them congregation, their congregation given them money from the treasury box, given them access to the treasury box and everything in the church. And then Babylon takes over the church. And then Babylon takes over the church. But, hallelujah, I, I, let, me, let me do it quickly. But, 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 but. Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego in Babylon signify the remnant church who don't collaborate with Babylon, even being in Babylon. Are you understanding? Hallelujah, listen to me. The remnant church will not be manipulated by Babylon. The remnant church will not mix up with them. The remnant church will not collaborate with them. And the picture of the remnant church is in the book of Daniel, 
what happens in the book of Daniel? When Daniel and his friends enter Babylon, they are taken into consideration that they will work for the king. And what happens is, the delicacies at the king's table, I don't have time to go there in the scripture, read it afterwards. You read it afterwards. But verse number 8 in Daniel chapter number 1 says, let us read few of them. <clears throat> Daniel chapter number 1. Now I am talking about the remnant church in Babylon. Remnant church in Babylon, which will make Babylon fall. Hmm? Daniel chapter number 1, verse number 8. What it says? But Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's delicacies, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore, he requested of the chief of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. The first thing that the the first things that distinguishes the remnant church, the end time church, the Daniel, th the Daniel people from this manipulated Babylon church, the first thing that distinguishes them is they will not fornicate by eating and buying and using the things of Babylon. They will not fornicate with Babylon. They will, they will reject the delicacies of Babylon. They will reject the wine of Babylon. Are we understanding? You know, our brother said that she is drinking, drinking wine. That wine is a cursed wine. That wine is the blood of the saints. Yes. They, and Daniel said, I will not, I will not eat the delicacies of Babylon. I will not drink of the wine of the king's table. No, 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 no. I will not fornicate with Babylon. I will keep myself pure. You know what happened? When they did that, Daniel and his friends did not eat the delicacies of Babylon. The Bible says they were 10 times better than the Babylonians. Hallelujah. Can I get a hallelujah? When you reject to not to eat from the table of the Babylonians, what will happen is, what will happen is God will make you more powerful than them. Real and genuine power of God is in keeping yourself pure and holy. Hallelujah. You will carry genuine power. When you will not sleep with Babylon, you will become more powerful than them. God will supply you with his power, with his elegance, with his wisdom. And then the Bible says, when tested in the matters of dreams, visions and all the matters of Babylon, Daniel and his friends were found 10 times better than other, the other wise men of Babylon. Hallelujah. Okay. First thing that you, you will be distinguished from the manipulated Babylonian church is you are not fornicating with her. The second thing is in Daniel chapter number 2. Daniel chapter number 2, verse number 10. The Chaldeans answered the king and said, There is not a man on earth who can tell the king's matter. Therefore, no king, lord or ruler has ever asked such things of any magician, astrologer or Chaldean. It is a difficult thing that the king requests and there is no other who can tell it to the king except the gods whose, whose dwelling is not in the flesh. Okay, They were not able to tell the dream to, to King Nebuchadnezzar and the meaning of it. Let's go to 47. Daniel chapter 2 verse 47. It says, the king answered Daniel and said, now Daniel told the king the dream and the interpretation. And the king said to Daniel, truly your God is the God of gods, the Lord of kings and a revealer of secrets since you could reveal this secret. Okay. The second thing that will distinguish 
you from the Babylonian church is the wisdom of God upon you. The wisdom of God upon you. When, listen to me, when God wants to promote his people who have stood for him, he will release a secret that no sorcerer, no astrologer, no stargazer, no soothsayer can interpret apart from the spirit of the Lord that dwells in the bodies of his chosen people. Yes, yes. When God, it, it was the plan of God to distinguish the remnant church from the Babylonian church. And he did it by releasing a mystery that no one could interpret. Only Daniel could in interpret. The second point that will distinguish you and me who are God's chosen people from the Babylonian church is the wisdom and the knowledge of his revelation upon our head. The spirit of the Lord within us. Are we understanding people? Okay. Hallelujah. Listen to me. Daniel chapter number 4. Daniel chapter number 4. Verse number 7 and 8. Then the magicians, this is the second dream of Nebuchadnezzar. Then the magicians, the astrologers, the Chaldeans and the soothsayers came in and to, I told them the dream, but they did not make known to me its interpretation. But at last Daniel came before me. His name is Belteshazzar, according to the name of my God. In him is the spirit of the holy God. And I told the dream before him. Hallelujah. Amen. Listen to me. God will bring situations God will bring things on earth where no sorcerer, no businessman, no rich man, no president, no scientist will have the solution. Only the Daniels and the Josephs will have the solution and that will distinguish the church of God, the real church of God. Are we ready to get matured in that level of wisdom that when the time comes, presidents and kings will come to us? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Listen to me. And that is why I am sent to lead the church into that high levels of maturity in the wisdom of God. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What, is the, what does the Bible say? Gentiles shall come to, the, to your light and kings to the brightness of your rising. Kings to the brightness of your rising. The church is supposed to rise. The church of God Hallelujah, the remnant church who are the few ones who have not fornicated with Babylon is supposed to rise. And the thing that will distinguish is their uncompromising faith and secondly, the wisdom of God over them. Okay, listen to me. This, the church will cast down Babylon. This, the church will cast down Babylon. How? In Daniel chapter number 4, Daniel chapter number 4, verse number 14. Listen to me carefully, we will end after this. He cried aloud and said thus, Chop down the tree and cut off its branches. Strip off its leaves and scatter its fruit. Let the beast get out from under it and the birds from its branches. Nevertheless, leave the stump and roots in the earth, bound with a band of iron and bronze, in the tender grass of the field. Let it be wet with the dew of heaven. Let him graze with the beast on the grass of the earth. Let his heart be changed from that of a man. Let him be given the heart of a beast and let seven times pass over him. What is that? That is the decree to cut off Babylon, to cut off the tree, to destroy it. And how did that happen? Verse number 17. This decision is by the decree of the watchers, the watchers in heaven it is talking about. 
and the sentence by the word of the holy ones who are the holy ones Daniel and his friends in order that the living may know that the most high rules in the kingdom of men gives it to whomever he will and sets over it the lowest of men in Jesus mighty name the pride of Babylon is going to be shattered by the decree of God in Jesus mighty name listen to me the fall of Babylon here how it happened by the decree of the watchers there are watcher angels in heaven and along the collaboration was according to the sentences of the holy ones if you want to if you want your words to carry power and authority in the realms of the spirit don't fornicate with Babylon be like Daniel Shadrach Meshach and Abednego it was that group of four that group of four young people just four people who had casted down a mighty kingdom yes hallelujah do you think God needs a lot of people no he doesn't he does not needs quantity he needs quality people yes and even if no one is ready to give that quality if he finds one by that one man like by one Moses he delivered Israel out of Egypt one is enough for him he can bestow all his power anointing on that one and use that one man to deliver Israel to deliver his people and make Babylon fall make Babylon fall let me end here let me end here hallelujah I know it's heavy but any which ways I I had the urge in the spirit to complete tonight about mystery Babylon this is mystery Babylon this is mystery Babylon hallelujah hallelujah and mystery Babylon is creeping has already creeped inside the church because Hezekiah's have given access to Babylon and since now the church has been sold out to Babylon a major percentage of the churches you see and the preachings and the preachers you see are a part, part of Babylon are a part of Babylon they if Babylon says them to preach a doctrine they, they have to preach it because they are tied with Babylon they are tied with Babylon that's how you will see in, in the churches pastors are encouraging people to do some things that are against the word of God but it is as per the government it is as per Babylon yes why because they have made a bond agreement those pastors are merchants with that Babylon yes they are living luxuriously with with her remember the merchants of the earth who lived luxuriously with you will wail and weep at your fall because now when you have fallen no one buys your products and merchandises from them when Babylon will fall, these churches will be exposed and lose their power. Oh, Lord, 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 let us pray. Father, thank you for your presence. Holy Spirit, thank you for enabling us to hear what you wanted to speak to us. And tonight we want to pray even as, I have, as we have heard your word, that we want to be that church who is, who is the remnant church, Lord your true church lord who do not mix with babylon lord who do not fornicate with her lord oh lord oh lord oh lord i pray that that you are you are establishing lord the remnant church here hallelujah hallelujah who will be distinguished above the sorcerers lord who will be distinguished yes the bible says that daniel was distinguished from the other people in the kingdom 
because he had an excellent spirit in him he had an excellent spirit in him oh lord my god i pray lord reka bayala brabatia those of your people lord who have not fornicated with this babylon you pour out your wisdom your spirit of wisdom and revelation your spirit of excellency lord in terms of spiritual things upon them in jesus mighty name re prakaba sekrial takabaraba lakraba thank you lord that you are leading this group Thank you Lord that you are leading your church Lord Lord to pull down Babylon Lord who is ruling over the nations the people the kings of the earth Lord Lord who has who has who is controlling the people of the earth and the kings and the nations by her sorcery lord oh rekribe tonight lord we rise up lord as your body of christ as the body of christ as your church lord we rise up and we pray against the sorcery of babylon we come against the sorcery of babylon and we break the hold and the mind control powers and the spells and the enchantment of babylon over the hearts and minds of people in the name of jesus christ re bako ramaka ya labora mehal sebel berial preketa empria breba sekrebetiaraba labraba we decree and declare that tonight even as we are listening to you that babylonian system is exposed the babylon the mystery babylon is exposed in the name of jesus christ she who clothes herself with luxury items and clothes and says that i am a queen and there is no one like me her end has come in jesus mighty name her end has come in jesus mighty name we decree and declare her fall has come in jesus mighty name re brekal sial tarabakala baraba come on body of christ people of god church we got to pray against this babylon em prakar borok roboto people in this place under the spell of sorcery people in this place under the spell of babylon oh lord have mercy on them in jesus mighty name and those of them who are receiving your word and repenting in their hearts let them be free tonight let them be free tonight let them be free tonight in jesus mighty name le prakarboro sakribeti ei prakar barakala basial prakata ei arabrakati arabrabala halsial taraba i pray for your people lord every belam lord who tries to curse them <coughs> every belam every sorcerer every soothsayer who tries to curse them even as they are walking in your ways shut up their mouths against them in jesus mighty name i shut up the mouth of every sorcerer every sorcerer every merchant of babylon in jesus mighty name lord uh, sorcerers merchants that have been releasing spells against your people that had been releasing spell against this ministry against me against the families in jesus mighty name tonight we pray that you will shut up their mouths in jesus mighty name re prakasa prabala kataraba every manipulation be exposed in the mighty name of jesus christ re prakara bariar parala sial probo mam prokoro so prokotiyama robokoraba karaba kaziyaraba leya rabal toro so robolo holsarabandria mam proboko rabakatuo eshakatuo emakarabala hatrial taraba Lord, I pray for anyone sick because of the connection with Babylon that Hezekiah, as he repented, Lord, that they will repent and and be healed in Jesus' mighty name. Be healed in Jesus' mighty name. Rain proko zabroko tiara bakre. Rain brial tarabala. Lord, I pray for the leaders and pastors 
over uh, right here right now in Jesus mighty name leaders and pastors evangelists present here in Jesus mighty name I pray that you will equip them and train them and thank you that you are teaching them not to mix up with Babylon that they will be the leaders they will be the examples of Christ Lord and lead the church in the ways of God and not in the ways of Babylon in the name of Jesus Christ I pray that you will equip and uh, and raise up a generation raise up a class of laborers oh Lord who will not mix up with Babylon raise up Daniel's Lord raise up Shadrach Meshach and Abednego's Lord who will not bow down to ba Babylon who will not bow down to Babylon Lord and they will be distinguished Lord that they will bring the solution when the world is in calamity Lord oh yes Lord hallelujah the Lord has called his church in this end times to impact on national levels yes we are, we are not supposed to impact on local levels on individual levels the Lord has called us like Daniel like Joseph to make an impact and make the manifold wisdom of God known to the nations to the principalities to the powers of darkness yes hallelujah hallelujah in the mighty name of Jesus Christ let that crippled spirit let that paralytical paralytic spirit leave your church in Jesus mighty name and let your church Church arise let your church arise in Jesus mighty name to fight and to defeat the powers of Babylon to fight and to defeat that mother of all harlots that is mystery Babylon in Jesus mighty name father we want to thank you for this time hallelujah we give you all the glory honor and praise Lord I seal this word with the blood of Jesus those who have received your word I seal the word in their hearts with the blood of Jesus I give you all the glory honor and praise Lord in Jesus' mighty name we pray and we all